Can we find joy in religion? Is it okay to sing and dance when praying to God? What role does mysticism play in Jewish life? Come and learn about Hasidic Judaism when we answer these questions and more. I'm Rabbi Jordan Parr, and this is Torah for Christians. Welcome to Torah for Christians. I'm Rabbi Jordan Parr. Like most Jews, I have more than a passing interest in the fascinating stream of Ashkenazic Judaism called Hasidism. But just what is Hasidic Judaism? For an answer, we must discuss its founder, Israel Ben Eliezer, known as the Baal Shem Tov, or simply the Besht, the master of the good name. Baal Shem Tov means a miracle worker, a shaman, even an exorcist. When the Baal Shem Tov was alive, folk traditions, natural healing, and a belief in demons were all quite common amongst Jews, especially in Eastern Europe. The Baal Shem Tov was born about 1698 in the Western Ukraine. Both of his parents died while he was a young child. The Jews of Tlust, a small village, adopted him and provided for his schooling. At the age of 18, the Baal Shem Tov became the leader of a small movement called the Hasidim, translated roughly as pietists, who encouraged Jews to leave their impoverished lives in the towns and villages and turn to an agrarian lifestyle. Eventually, the Besht married, and the couple moved to a village in the Carpathian Mountains. Early on, the Baal Shem Tov claimed to have prophetic visions, especially of meeting and speaking with the Messiah. By 1740, he established himself in the Ukrainian village of Medzhebezh. It was there that he taught and eventually died. Influenced greatly by Kabbalah, Jewish mysticism, but not a Kabbalist himself, the Besht emphasized Devekut, clinging to God. Only through Devekut could a Jew commune with the Eternal One. Unlike Kabbalah, though, which emphasizes the salvation of the community and by extension the world, the Baal Shem Tov emphasized the salvation of the individual Jew. A Jew achieves salvation, he taught, through Devekut. Every action, no matter how mundane, is a holy act. Specifically, he emphasized prayer, meditation, and Torah study as means to achieve Devekut. Living a life of the Spirit put the best in conflict with the more traditional Jews of his time and place, whose focus on legal minutiae and increasing severity was pushing away many Jews. They just could not achieve such strict practices in their daily lives. While not negating Jewish law, the Baal Shem Tov sought to imbue Jewish practice with a lively spirit, which had fallen away due to this intense focus on Talmud and Halakha, Jewish law. As a healer, the Besht was concerned with the lives of ordinary Jews, and especially the poor, or those whom his opponents would label impious. The Besht attempted to meet Jews where they were and lead them to a greater level of holiness through Devekut. By emphasizing joy as an essential element of Judaism, the Baal Shem Tov drew thousands to the nascent movement. Following his death, the Hasidic movement split into various sects, usually named after the town in which they originated. For example, the Chabad Lubavitch Hasidim, the most public of the various Hasidic movements, traced their origins to the town of Lvov in the Ukraine, while the Satmars, the largest Hasidic sect, originated in the former Hungarian, now Romanian town of Satu Mare. 
Many of the founders of each sect were disciples of the Baal Shem Tov. Their followers called, it, called them a tzaddik, a holy and righteous man, who was also imbued with mystical powers. The tzaddik became a hereditary position. We can trace the lineage of various contemporary Hasidic dynasties back to the early 19th century, and according to some Hasidic legends, even back to King David himself. While there are certain generalities concerning Hasidic practice, each sect tracing specific beliefs to its founding tzaddik. Certain groups practice self-abnegation, the denial of the individual I, while others practice a more ecstatic belief. Some groups retreat from the world, while others are active participants. All groups, however, follow a strict rabbinic practice based not only on classical Jewish texts, but also on the writings and sayings of their founder. An example of this is kashrut, the Jewish dietary laws. As a rule, all Hasidim keep strictly kosher. However, Chabad kosher is not the same as Satmar kosher, and certainly not the same as how a modern Orthodox or even a Haredi Jew keeps kosher. A Hasid may not purchase meat from an Orthodox butcher, and often not even from a butcher from a different Hasidic sect, due to minute technical differences in how the animal is slaughtered and butchered. In addition, all Hasidic sects emphasize the commandment to be fruitful and multiply. A hallmark of Hasidic families, and of Haredi families as well, is large families. It is common for Hasidic parents to have six, eight, or even 12 children. This puts a lot of pressure on Hasidic women, who often marry at an early age, to remain at home to raise the children. And it also puts a lot of pressure on Hasidic fathers to support their large families. Three of the most prominent and interesting Hasidic sects are the Satmar, Chabad Lubavitch, and the Breslover. After the break, we will take a brief look at each of these groups. I'm Rabbi Jordan Parr, and this is Torah for Christians. Welcome back to Torah for Christians. I'm Rabbi Jordan Parr. Before we return to our discussion of Hasidic Judaism, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Please remember to rate and review this episode, as well as previous episodes, on Apple, Spotify, and other great podcasting sites. Also, you can like us on Facebook. As I mentioned earlier, the Satmar Hasidim come from Satu Mare in modern Romania. Rabbi Yoel Teitelbaum, the tzaddik of this sect, founded the Satmars in 1905 after splitting from his brother's dynasty in Sigei, Romania. Rabbi Teitelbaum's genius was the ability to rebuild this community in Brooklyn after World War II, making it one of the largest Hasidic communities in the world. Currently, the Satmar community is under the rule of two of Rabbi Teitelbaum's great nephews, Rabbis Aaron and Zalman Leib Teitelbaum. Numbering around 70,000 followers, Satmar Hasidim practice a strict religious observance, a rejection of modern society, and a fierce anti-Zionism due to their belief that only the Messiah can bring about the true Jewish state in what is now Israel. The Satmar also operate an extensive educational system and speak Yiddish amongst themselves, although they do speak English while conducting business and, of course, pray in their own Hebrew dialect. Satmar women are required to shave their heads upon marriage and wear wigs in public. They are also commanded to wear modest clothing, covering at least elbows and knees. In 2006, the tzaddik issued an edict 
that it is against the Torah for a woman to attend college. In contrast to the Satmar Hasidim, the Chabad Lubavitch live in the world. Chabad involves itself in almost every aspect of public Jewish life in the United States and indeed around the world. They have established Chabad centers in every major city in America, as well as on many college campuses. Frequently, you can see a Chabad rabbi lighting a Hanukkah menorah at a mall or offering enticing Jewish activities on college campuses. The movement is growing and aspires to be the dominant stream within Judaism. Chabad was founded in the Ukrainian city of Lvov. The word Chabad is itself an acronym, combining the first letters of the Hebrew words Chokmah, wisdom, Bina, understanding, and Da'at, faith. In mystical terms, these three attributes represent the highest levels of spiritual fulfillment. Achieving them brings a Jew to Devekut, union with God. Like other Hasidic sects, the Lubavitcher rabbi at the time brought his followers to Brooklyn following the Holocaust. Upon his death, the tzaddik of the movement was Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, simply known as the Rebbe. The Rebbe was dedicated to saving the Jewish people in terms of numbers and spiritual fulfillment. He sent his shlichim, emissaries, to the four corners of the earth. Unlike other rabbis who often move from congregation to congregation and from city to city, the Rebbe shlichim go to a location for life, bringing their wives and children with them. For example, the Rebbe, who is also considered something of a miracle worker himself, might send a young rabbi and his wife to a city like Augusta, Georgia, or perhaps even to an exotic location like Aruba or Singapore. These rabbis establish an outpost, recruit followers, raise money, and grow their families. They have been quite successful in their outreach efforts and have enabled Jews of all streams to find a taste of Judaism virtually anywhere in the world. Finally, we come to the Breslover, perhaps the most interesting Hasidic group of them all. Founded by Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, the Breslover emphasize ecstatic prayer and a joyous approach to life. While the movement has been vibrant for centuries, they have not had a tzaddik since the death of their founder. Instead, they depend upon his teachings for guidance. They are the, quote, hippies of the Hasidic movement, emphasizing joy and dancing in their lives in worship. Like the Orthodox, there is no one definition of a Hasid or of Hasidic Judaism. Except for Chabad, though, it is virtually impossible for an outsider to join any of these sects as their insular nature precludes contact with the outside world, even with other Jews. Many Jews of all stripes, however, study Hasidic teachings and try to include them in their daily living, even if they do not embrace Hasidic practices. The influence of Hasidism extends far beyond their communities and has provided a needed spark to all aspects of Jewish living. I want to thank you for listening to Torah for Christians. You can listen to and rate previous episodes on Apple, Spotify, or other popular podcast outlets. Also, you can like us on Facebook and Instagram. Next week, I'm pleased to welcome a good friend and colleague, Rabbi Heather Miller, to our podcast as we discuss ways that we Jews can prepare for the upcoming High Holidays. Rabbi Miller is the founder and director of Keeping It Sacred, a Jewish outreach organization in the Los Angeles area. We will discuss her book, Rest Solutions, a day-by-day meditation guide to prepare for the days of awe. Please join us. This book is a great devotional for Jews and non-Jews alike, 
And Rabbi Miller is a wonderful guest and especially a wonderful friend. Have a great day and remember, how good and how pleasant it is for us to dwell together in unity. Till we see each other again. I'm Rabbi Jordan Parr, and this has been Torah for Christians. Thank you.